Her daughter had been just fine. She was happy and smiling only hours ago. But now, her skin had a grayish tinge and she was struggling to breathe. What was happening to her little girl? All she had done was eat some breakfast. Welcome back. I'm Cassie and this is A Wicked World. The story I have for you today is one that I found while I was doing research on another case. And this one is very unusual. This little girl fell into a trap that was meant for somebody else. And unfortunately, it ended up costing her her life. This is the story of Bernice Natanda Wamala. Bernice Natanda Wamala was born on February 28, 2018, in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Her mother is named Maureen Mrembi, and her father's name is Tony Wamala. Both of them are originally from Uganda. Little Bernice was full of life, had lots of love to give, and she also had a great laugh. She was lovingly nicknamed Princess Nannies. The little girl loved music and ballet. In fact, she was actually obsessed with dancing. She would dance to every song she heard. On March 6, 2021, Maureen would drop off three-year-old Bernice at her friend Zara Issa's apartment. Maureen needed a babysitter that day, and Bernice and Zara's daughter were very good friends. So, the two agreed to let the little girls have a sleepover that night. Now, Zara and her daughter Samara actually lived in the same apartment complex as Bernice and her mother did. It was a high-rise on Birchmount Road in Toronto. The girls had fun playing together that night. And then the next morning, Bernice and Samara woke up still full of energy, and the little girls decided to have some breakfast. The two preschoolers decided that they wanted some golden morn cereal that Zara kept in her pantry. But right after breakfast, Bernice fell violently ill. She was vomiting over and over again, and the little girl had become very weak. Zara called Maureen, who frantically came rushing over to the apartment. When she got there only seconds later, Bernice was lying in a chair, and she was barely breathing. Maureen looked in her daughter's mouth, and she noticed that it had a gray tinge to it. She also squeezed her middle finger to see if there was any blood flow, but saw nothing. Terrified, Maureen dialed 911 to get an ambulance to the apartment. But after 25 minutes had passed and the first responders had still not shown up, Zara would get in the car and drive them to the hospital as fast as she could. When they arrived at Michael Guerin Hospital, the doctors placed Bernice on oxygen and they ran numerous tests on her. But they could not find out what was making the little girl sick. And her condition was only getting worse. Much of Bernice's body had started to turn gray from lack of oxygen. Shortly after, Bernice would suffer two heart attacks. And after multiple resuscitation attempts, doctors were still unable to save the little girl. And unfortunately, at 2.16 p.m., Bernice would pass away. It was only a week after her third birthday. And not too long after Bernice had been taken to the hospital, her friend Samara had actually gotten ill with the exact same symptoms. She too was taken to a different emergency room. Luckily, she would recover within four days. But Bernice's cause of death was still unknown, leaving her mother without any answers. 
It wouldn't be until two weeks after Bernice had died that Maureen would receive a phone call from the Toronto police telling her that her daughter had died from deprivation of oxygen to her body's cells due to a highly toxic chemical, sodium nitrate. And since both girls had fallen ill immediately after eating breakfast, police believed that somebody had tampered with the cereal. So the investigators would immediately turn their focus to the cereal, which was Golden Morn, an African cereal made of corn and soya by Nestle Central in West Africa. And with help from the Canadian Food Inspection Agency, samples of the cereal were analyzed, and it was soon ruled that there were not any widespread concerns with the cereal product. This had been a targeted attack. On June 19, 2021, police in the Ontario Coroner's Department would finally make an arrest. They arrested 45-year-old Francis Nagugi. It was determined that the cereal that the girls ate had been purposely contaminated and that Francis had actually dated Samara's mother, Zara, previously, which meant that he had access to the apartment. Francis Nagugi was charged with two counts of administering a noxious substance to endanger life, two counts of unlawfully causing bodily harm, and criminal negligence causing death. Those charges would be upgraded to attempted murder and murder less than two weeks later. Francis was actually a refugee from Kenya who had arrived to Canada in 2018. His refugee status had been based on the fact that Francis had been persecuted for his sexuality. He was bisexual. Once in Canada, he had begun to work as a janitor at Griffith Foods. Then in 2020, he would meet Zara Iza at an adult learning center. And not too long after, in September of 2020, Francis would start a relationship with the young mother. But the thing is, Zara was actually already married. Her husband and older daughter resided in their home country of Tanzania. Francis would fall in love with Zara quickly, and he also adored her daughter, Samara. He would often spend time at their apartment, bring them dinners, and he even helped Zara in buying things for Samara, like clothes and toys. He had fallen hard for Zara, and not too long after they had started dating, Francis would propose to her. But Zara would turn him down because she was already married. But Francis would keep proposing to her throughout the next few months, and she would keep rejecting him. Francis always wanted to hang out with Zara. He never wanted to be on his own. And he became increasingly obsessive and jealous. He was also now fixated on Zara's marriage. He wanted to know everything about the man who he saw as competition. And Francis would obsessively check Zara's husband's social media pages. He also began secretly saving screenshots of Zara's husband's posts. Many were about his efforts to join his wife and daughter in Canada. He also had screenshots of family photos, and somehow he had pictures in his phone of Issa's citizenship documents and her marriage certificate. In October of 2020, Francis planted a hidden audio recorder in Zara's bedroom so that he could secretly capture her private conversations and interactions. Francis would go through great lengths for his obsession over Zara even digging into her history as well as her husband's. And Francis had become convinced that Zara's husband was involved in criminal activity and was living in Tanzania under a false identity. Throughout late 2020 and early 2021, Francis would continue professing his love to Zara, as well as his desire for them to be a family. 
He also told Zara that he had read the Quran and it said that divorce was acceptable. So he told her not to worry. Still, Zara continued to rebuff his advances, which caused Francis to become angry and even more obsessive, if that's even possible. In late January of 2021, Zara had finally had enough of all of Francis's clinginess as well as his marriage proposals over and over again. So she decided to end the relationship. She also knew that her oldest daughter and her husband would be joining them shortly in Canada. Now this would completely crush Francis. And despite his now boiling anger and jealousy, the two would still remain friends, at least in Zara's eyes. Why would she even want to be friends with this man? I'm assuming she found the tape recorder in her bedroom at this point, so... No thanks. On February 1st, 2021, Francis got a promotion at his job at Griffith Foods. Later that month, he had been asked to clean up two broken bags of sodium nitrate that had ripped during transport. Francis was told to wear protective clothing and was advised by his boss that if he ingested any or even let it absorb into his skin, even less than a teaspoon, he would be dead in about an hour. As part of its food processing, Griffith Foods cures meat and uses 99% pure food grade sodium nitrate in this process in very, very small amounts. Now this does come in several forms, but the kind that the food company used was colorless and odorless. And overexposure to sodium nitrate can lead to a condition called mahemoglobinemia, in which the body is deprived of oxygen. So Francis cleaned up the spilled sodium nitrate and at the same time started to think up a diabolical plan and he would pocket a small amount of this highly toxic chemical. A few days after this, Francis would go into Zara's apartment and plant the sodium nitrate into the Golden Morn cereal, which she kept in a hand-labeled Similac baby food container in her pantry. Francis intended for Zara to eat the cereal and become very sick or likely die. He knew how highly toxic that chemical was, but as it goes, if he couldn't have her, nobody could. On March 6th, Francis had actually been at Zara's apartment when Maureen had asked her to watch Bernice overnight. Yet, despite knowing that the two toddlers were going to be in the home, he did nothing to remove the contaminated cereal. Also, why is he over at her house again? She knows this guy is clearly cuckoo, but she still has him over? Come on. So apparently Francis had spent the night, and the next morning on March 7th, he had left for work at 5 a.m. And that's when Zara had unknowingly fed the two girls the cereal. Now, when Zara had gone to the hospital after Bernice had fallen ill, Francis had actually gone with her. But the entire time, he didn't say anything about the fact that he had placed the sodium nitrate in the cereal, and that's what was making the little girl sick. He could have saved her life, potentially, but he sat there and had said nothing. And after doing nothing to save her life, Francis would also continue his relentless pursuit of Zara. Yeah, even after that. He tried to kill her, but now he's like, oh, well, since she didn't die, you want to continue dating? He even contacted the Tanzanian embassy to report that Zara's husband was an immigrant living under a false identity in an attempt to make it more difficult for him to get into Canada. 
In addition, Francis also contacted Zara's husband over WhatsApp and told him that they were in love with the same woman. No one can ever love her the way I do, is what Francis said. But Zara's husband told him that he actually knew about the affair, and he had cleared it up with his wife already. Then in May of 2021, two months after Bernice had died, but before Francis had been arrested, Zara would finally break things off with him for good. So a month later in June, when Francis had been arrested, he denied any knowledge of how the children had fallen ill. And he pretended to know nothing about the chemical itself, saying he didn't even know it was used at his company. But at the end of September 2023, Francis Ngugi would plead guilty to second-degree murder. This conviction carried an automatic life sentence with no chance of parole for 10 to 25 years. And the exact amount of time would be left up to the judge to determine. Prior to his sentencing, Francis would read what he had scribbled down on a piece of paper. He said to Bernice's family, I realized that I not only took a life, but I took away all the birthday parties. I took away the memories of her first day of school, graduation, friendships, seeing her get married, and have children. I have robbed you of all this joy, and for that, I am truly sorry. Please find a place in your heart to forgive me. There are no words I can say to undo what I have done. He was trembling, and he was unable to continue as he broke down. And Bernice's family started wailing, prompting the judge to order a recess. The judge determined that Francis Ngugi would need to spend at least 17 years in prison before he would become eligible for parole. And when he's released from prison, he will be deported back to Kenya, where he's probably going to face persecution again for his sexuality. In her victim impact statement, Marembe demanded unconditional justice for her daughter, Bernice Wamala. I remember last time when we came here for when he said he pled guilty, he was like, I'm sorry, Maureen. Sorry for what? You know, I'm not going to say like, OK, you're forgiven because you were in the hospital that day, the day Bernice passed on, you know, and also you knew what you did. It's like you put the poison for this baby and you didn't tell and you were in the hospital. He's so evil because at least he could tell, you know, he could explain like to hospital. OK, guys, I know what I did. I did this about these kids, please try to do something to save the kids. In her reasons for sentence, the judge told the court, the offense was not one that occurred spontaneously, but was part of a course of conduct to punish Misisa. Mr. Nagugi relentlessly and callously pursued his objectives, even at the expense of Bernice's life. Even if he's sorry, that sorry is not going to bring Bernice back. On April 4th, 2021, Bernice Natanda Wamala was laid to rest back in her native country of Uganda, her mother said that is where she would be at peace. Well, thank you for listening to all of Bernice's story today. Bernice was not the target of Francis's horrible crime, but he was still out to murder someone. And I'm sure he did nothing to save Bernice's life by telling the doctors what he had done just to save himself. But he ended up getting himself into a whole lot more trouble into the end. And now he's going to get deported back to the country that he fled from. Had he admitted what he had done right away, maybe little Bernice would still be alive today, but he's a coward. So if you do like true crime and you want to hear it from me, then don't forget to hit that subscribe button below and turn on those notifications too so you'll know when I upload a new video, which is two to three times every week. Thanks for watching A Wicked World. Until next time, take care guys. Bye.
Thank you for being patrons of A Wicked World. Adina, Allie, Amy, Angela, Angie, Beatrice, Carrie, Catherine, Danielle D, Danielle H, Drew, Frank, Hanorama, Hannah, Kara, Lori, Linda, Marion, Mary, Mel, Melissa, MJ Kelly, Neoma, Power 31312, Ray, Shayna, Cheyenne, Stephanie, Susan, Suzanne, and Tammy. You guys rock. Now, there's even more of a wicked world on Patreon. You'll have access to exclusive videos each month and more. Any support truly helps to make sure the victims never get forgotten and to highlight the shortcomings of society associated with each case. So check it out at patreon.com slash a wicked world or use the Patreon app.